You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Andy Halliday, owner at Andrew Halliday. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm okay. And yourself? Yeah, yeah, very well. You're up in Doncaster, aren't you? Yeah, that's correct. So yeah, up in the good old Yorkshire of England. Good old Yorkshire England. Right, Andrew, today we're talking about server logs, which is something I... I'm particularly interested in because I know server data, you know, the log data can be quite difficult to interpret and I've tried to make sense of, of it before. But just before we drill down into that, uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. So yeah, uh, my name is Andy Halliday. I currently own my own small SEO agency and trade apps under my own name, Andrew Halliday, but luck can change right in the near future. I'm also employed by Provident Financial Group as their SEO manager. Previously been an SEO manager at eBuy.com as the head of SEO and PPC. Yeah. And speaking at Brighton SEO for the first time this year on server log analysis. So before we go into the meat and potato, let's just make sure we're all on the same page. Let's sort of define exactly what sort of server log data actually is. Yep. Uh, Server log basically is every time somebody or some robot hits your website, it stores an event in your servers. It's a bit like Google Analytics in the fact that Google Analytics users repeat, shows you what humans does on your website where server log shows you everything so how google interacts on your website google bot that is how bing bot so it's a lot more detailed than google analytics yeah that's the thing about server log data isn't it i mean every single little request to your web server is is basically logged isn't it and it's sort of trying to make sense of it isn't it yeah it's basically just a huge huge database of every little activity that goes off by everybody and everything so in a nutshell then why why do we need why might we need server log data why do we need it good question um why would you need it basically because even google said search console lies to you and doesn't actually tell you true activity that google does on your website if you really care how google interacts on your website what pages it's crawling when it's crawling them how it crawls them any errors you actually need to delve deep into server logs to get this data and how is that sort of um what are the ways to get hold of this data how is it sort of stored on the server how can you get hold of it well, it depends how you're hosting. If you've got a small website, say a WordPress website, and you can get access to the cPanel, then it's pretty actually easy to get the raw data. I've got a video on my website showing it, but you can just go a few a few ticks and you can download the data, raw data. The tricky bit is this raw data is not very human readable. Yeah. Then you need a, a program to convert that into Excel. 
my preferred favourite is Weblog Explorer. It's pretty cheap, it's pretty reliable. You just basically say, import this data, tick the boxes, export to Excel. It's that simple. Yes, yes. And once you've got it in that sort of comma-separated format, it's quite easy just to put it in a spreadsheet. And yeah. It makes a bit more sense to a human that way, doesn't it? Yeah. If you work for a large organisation, you might actually have to speak to the devs to get the data because you probably don't have a cPanel. Mm. There's some specific columns you need to go to. Um, I've actually got a, a, a page on my website. It's called What to Ask a Dev. If you go on that, it'll say specifically what you need to request from the dev, yeah. and they will tell you, and they'll get you the data. Unfortunately, if you're using something like Shopify, if you've got an e-commerce platform, Shopify won't give you this data. I've asked them before to look into giving you it, and it's on their roadmap when you'll get the data. I never, I don't know. Mm. Depending which CMS, there's quite a lot of ways of getting the data. If you, if if I haven't covered it above or earlier, just give me a shout and I'll tell you how to get the data. Now, you mentioned cPanel there, just, just to, to make sure that we all know. Uh, cPanel is one of these sort of standard sort of webby control panels, isn't it? If you sort of hire a server from someone like one and one you, you normally get a cPanel, don't you? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So any any hosting provider usually provides you with a cPanel to access and do whatever you want to on the, on the server. Now, of course, the tricky bit is once you've got this data, it's very sort of machine isn't it? But what can you sort of do with it once you've got it? How do you get sort of useful results out of it? So, yeah, first of all, you need to um, put a few formulas in there because even when it's in Google, in Excel, it's still not really human-friendly. Um, I've got an example dummy of a spreadsheet on my site, which I'll share with you after. But, yeah, so you can basically just then filter by Google. If you've got time and you really, really care, you can look at Bing, Yahoo, etc. But for this example, it's going to focus on Google because mm. they deliver most of the traffic to your website. Basically, what you want to start looking at is simple things like 404s. Where is Google finding errors? The good thing about this is it'll actually tell you which page. So if it's followed a link on your website, it'll tell you where, where the error is. Yeah. If it's come from an external source, it doesn't always give you that information, but it sometimes does, which can be useful. So then you either need to speak to the web design web agency to uh, change the link. If you can't do that, at least put 301 in place to a relevant piece of content. Mm. 302s is another good example. Uh, why people are 302 still on the website, I have no idea, but um, at least you can then see them. If it's a case of a link on your website, change the link. If not, change the line in your server config file to a 301. Now, now, these status codes are interesting, aren't they? Because a lot of people get mixed up with these status codes because th- this is the code that the web server comes back with. So, And they're, they're clumped together, aren't they, into like 400s, 300s, 200s. And, and the 200s that are kind of basically mean everything was all right pretty much, <laughs> don't yeah. they? The, the 400, the 404s, are, I, I couldn't find the page you were looking for. Yep. But the one that really throws most people is the, the 300s, the redirects, which means that sort of you've made a request to a page, but the webmaster has actually moved that page somewhere else. So it might come back with, a, is it a 302 or a 303? I forget which ones they are now. But can you remember which way around they are? Because they're yeah. the different sort of redirects, aren't they? 301 is a permanent redirect, so that page is no one. You're telling the webmaster, uh, telling the, you're saying basically this website is never coming back. This page is gone. Yeah. So please divert to, to here. A 302 is basically this page has gone down for a bit. It might be coming back. It might not. Yeah. So send them here for now, and if I change my mind and bring this page back, I'll put the other one back in. So 302s are not really that good. Um, just obviously use a 301 if the page is never coming back. Fantastic. Okay, so you've got this spreadsheet, you're looking through, and you mentioned also that you're sort of filtering uh, Google out. Now, presumably, the particular field you're interested in, is that the agent string yes, it is, uh, yeah. that comes from the browser, which basically says what sort of uh, browser or where, or where it's come from? 
They're really difficult to interpret those, aren't they? What's, what's your experience with agent strings? Yeah, that's why I have a nice little formula at the end that basically strips out all the all the rubbish because it's a horrible long URL and just yeah. puts, whether it's Google, Google Adsbox, obviously you have a different bot for that, Google ImageBot, uh, BingBot, YahooBot, and then it's suddenly a lot easier to work out which box. Even MozBot, obviously Moz.com sends a bot out so you can see their bot interacts on any website. You can actually see if somebody's tried to hit a new site with, say, Screaming Frog, you can actually see when they've crawled your website. Yeah. So you can actually fill that out by quite a bit. Yeah, because they're funny old things, aren't they? They're just like strings of meaningless text. <laughs> yeah. You can tell they've really evolved over the over the years and sort of um, not evolved very well. No, people just stuck another bit on the end and it's now just a huge line. Yeah, so they need some interpretation. The um, Now, there's a branch of errors which are particularly interesting, the ones that start with five, the 500 errors. These are sort of like uh, something's gone wrong with the website type errors, aren't they? What what sort of ones to look out for there? Yeah, 500 is uh, service unavailable, so your website, well, when the bot came to crawl that web page or website, you couldn't get onto the website. Usually your website is down. I think 503 is a temporary unavailable, if I right off the top of my head, and you're saying... We know our website's down, it's down for maintenance. Please come back later. So that's a kind of a nice way of telling Google, you, you know your site's down. Yeah. But, but when you actually dig into it, there's some others that are not well talked about in the issue. Um, 508s, yeah. And I never really heard of it until I started digging down into my own server logs. 508, okay. Basically, it means a loop is detected. So basically, you're telling you're sending Google around in a loop and it's getting lost and dizzy. And basically, it's going to go, eh, I don't like site anymore, I'm off. So yes. you're going to your whole website and you're just going to, yeah, if your page is not crawled, they can't get indexed. If you can't get indexed, you ain't going to get no organic traffic. Yes, I've seen that on RSS feeds. It's always fun when that happens to an RSS feed, actually. Yeah, they just basically send you around in a loop. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's an infinite redirect. <laughs> yeah. But it's not good. No, no, because it means no one can see your website, effectively. Yeah, yeah, and they're so easy to fix. It's just usually a case of changing either one of the redirects, one of the links. Yes. So it's essentially where you've you've redirected uh, the URL to somewhere else, but that URL is redirecting back to yours. So you've got this like infinite loop thing going. Back to the original. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you redirect into abc.com forward slash A, then that redirects to B, but B redirects back to A. And it just goes around and round and round. Now, uh, there's another interesting code which is worth look, looking out for, isn't it? Was it uh, it's a 405, I think, which is uh, not quite a 404, not found. What does 405 mean? It's The official thing is method not allowed. Um, it's basically Google trying to do a... It's quite hard to explain. It's probably best off someone Googling it to get the full definition. But they are basically... Google can see the page, but it's trying to perform an action on the page, and it can't quite perform the action. Is the best way of describing it. Yeah, because these are the these are the verbs, aren't they? That um, the HTT protocol uh, yeah. supports. These are the get, put, and the post verbs. So presumably, you're using the wrong verb, or someone's using the, they're, they're doing, say, a put or a post on something that should normally be a get. I'm, I'm guessing with that one. Yeah, something like that. Or they're trying to. I've seen it before where they're trying to log into an area, and obviously, what can't log in because it hasn't got an email address and a password. So it's just things like that. It can happen there as well. We've been, uh, at my uh, other job that I do, that I, I often talk about, we've been um, building a sort of a platform based on lots of microservices, which are separate. And I was just wondering if you'd had much experience on, in collecting logs from systems that are distributed in that way. Like we've been using, uh, I think we were using log entries at one point. These are just methods of um, grabbing logs from lots of different servers and putting them all in one place so you can see them and search them. I just wondered if you'd had much experience with those, or do you normally just go for the sort of grab the logs and put them in a spreadsheet? 
grab the logs appointment, especially. Yeah, I suppose that's just the more simple thing to do. Yeah, we, as I say, we use log entries, which we didn't find that useful because it was quite a clunky interface. But we ended up using um, something called Paper Trail or Papa Trail, as my friend Pedro would call it. Uh, it, it is called Paper Trail, and um, that wasn't bad actually because it lets you uh, it lets you search the logs. But it doesn't let you, I mean, you still have to be quite techy. You still have to sort of know what you're looking for. You can't sort of analyse them the same way that you were describing with a spreadsheet and using that tool. Are there any yeah. other tools that you know of, uh, Andy, that you could use to interpret the logs? There's a few. Um, I just use Web, Leg- Web Log Explorer. That's my favourite. Yeah. I've used a few over the years. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but um, once I found a tool that I like, I usually stick with it. It does what I need it to do. Excel's my king. I was a data analyst back in the day. So um, yeah. Excel and data is um, my forward. So it's all about Excel. But there are there are tools out there. You are right. Well, Andy, thanks so much for coming on the show. I mean, server logs are a, are, a, are a tricky thing, but if you know how to interpret them, you can get a lot of good information out of them. Just before we go, tell us how our listeners can find out more about you. Yeah, so I'm fairly active on Twitter. It's just at a holiday on LinkedIn. I'm probably more active, actually. So if you just search for me, Andrew Holiday. If you just mention that you've heard me on this podcast, I'll accept you. Or just head to my website, uh, andrew-holiday.co.uk. And on Twitter, that's A-H-A-L-L-I-D-A-Y, isn't it? Halliday. Yeah, that's correct. A-Halliday. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. We're quite pleased to get, we're very, I say quite, we're very pleased to get reviews. So uh, please, um, if you feel that way inclined, give us a review because it helps us sort of grow the audience and it helps us to get the word out there. Um, if you want to connect with me personally, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D. Uh, that's my name on Twitter and LinkedIn if you want to find me. Just mention the I Am Podcast so I know that you're not a recruiter trying to recruit me <laughs> for, for um, um, uh, development roles. And uh, that's it. There's two ways you can get in touch with us. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk and we have a telephone hotline if you want to leave a verse, sort of verbal message or a, or a question or a voicemail to us. It's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five oh so that's all from me andy and that's all from the other andy thank you thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on internet marketing Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 